the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh, yeah. Living proud and living free. This is my America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nowhere I'd rather be. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Y'all know what Tuesdays mean. Tuesdays when we have some fun. We have some fun with our dear friend Gary Quackenbush. Quacking the whack is is what we'd like to call this segment. We actually news. He's also a big taco lover. Yeah, he's all yes, of course he's a big taco lover. That's one of the reasons why we love him. And he joins us. We do it on Tuesday. That's why we do it on Tuesday, man. We got to honor the taco, right? And um, y'all also know, you longtime uh, listeners of the Andrea K. Show, know that I'm fascinated with anything related to the law, especially estate planning for some reason. They need to bring back the TV show when they would read celebrity wills uh, and let people like me enjoy it. I have to, before I bring you in, Gary Quackenbush, I did want to say that um, I don't know if you've heard, this isn't part of your type of law, but they have released Leslie Van Houten, one of the Manson family, um, spent 53 years in prison. She was given a life sentence, which to me should be a life sentence, and she was paroled today. Um, that's just really despicable news. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's anything you want to share there before we have some fun with the wacky new laws of the week. And, um, the criminal law is interesting. I mean, there, there's always, there seems like there's always a term where, you know, some person, uh, some judge somewhere decides that they had good behavior and they let people out. I mean, I know with the overcrowding of the jails, that's one of the big problems that they deal with. And mm-hmm. so sometimes they let somebody out because it makes room for another one. They kind of they kind of weigh out, which is weird, I know, but they kind of weigh out the baddies. Like, well, this one's not as horrible as that one, and we need more room in this jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. So what you got for us this week in terms of the wacky news can't be any wackier than the Manson family murderer being set free. <laughs> what could be wackier well, than that? <laughs> um, Aretha Franklin's will being found in her couch cushions that she received the earlier will. That is that is so bizarre. I was telling Skins earlier. I look up and I see that, that I see. Of course, and and if there is a crazy story with a celebrity in a will, AK is going to find it. My I, my do, 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 my celebrity will meter is going to tick off. And I look up and see the Queen of Soul stuffed her will, her 2014 will, between some couch cushions. Is that <laughs> it's valid? It's valid. I mean, I would not have. And that's why the jury 
deliberated for like an hour or something like that. The, the jury just kind of went, well, yeah. The jury gave its verdict after an hour of deliberating in a trial that went on for days. Why? Well, why did it go? Why did it go on for days? Why were they were they contesting it simply because it was found between some couch cushions, or, or because they were trying to say that it wasn't what she meant, and the earlier one was kept in a, it was kept in a safe place, so that's really what she wanted. So the twenty fourteen was just a whim, and it shouldn't be included, and it wasn't as formal. And all of her documents she ever did were more formal, more like the twenty ten will. <clears throat> but you know, it just doesn't make sense that she did a twenty twenty a twenty fourteen will that was. But, you know, it's just all this stuff, and basically you can hire attorneys and fight about stuff and fight. If, I mean, I, I look at it and go, well, that's pretty obvious. I, 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 the jury took an hour because it probably took them that long to go in there and, and just kind of go, well, that was pretty easy. What do you guys decide? Everybody agree? no they sat it they took an hour because they had to eat some fried cheese sticks that's what was going on i mean it does not take an hour to go yeah it was a valid will just because it was stuffed between some seat cushions doesn't mean it's invalid yeah i mean that's the thing i mean the 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 new one trumps the old one and the thing is it it's not that it made that big of a difference i mean the new will the 20 the 20 the 2014 will Basically, the change was which kid was going to be the executor, and then also the kid that was really fighting the hardest, his kids were going to inherit $1.1 million home. Um, so anyway, that, that's the thing. It's, it's like she changed her mind. In 2010, she said, I'm going to give my home to this kid, and then in 2014, she went, you know what? That's dumb. I'm just going to, I'm going to give it equally to my – because it goes equally to her kids. And then the bottom, bottom, bottom line is if the judge said – okay, we're throwing out both of the wills. We throw them both out. It goes equally to our kids. That's the bottom line. The courts a lot of times look at that and they go, if we throw out this will, if, if it's a lose-lose, like one of them petitions and says, we like the 2010 will. The other one petition says, we like the 2014 will. And if both of the wills were invalid because it wasn't signed right or whatever, or something was wrong, they're both defective, the judge tosses out both of them, and the judge says, okay, now we go into the laws of intestacy. And in California, it goes in equal shares to her four children. The result's the same. So, so that's the thing that I thought was so interesting. Well, that is interesting. Um, I also think when I, when I think about this story, I think, you know, if you... I don't know how it ended up between her seat cushions, but if you don't, you know, you've got family that it, it, you've got a good chance that there's somebody in the family that's looking for anything that they can use as an excuse to contest. Well, and, and the other thing, Andrea, who knows? But I have definitely had experiences where something gets found in the weirdest spot. You go, why is that? Well, maybe, maybe somebody that didn't want the will to exist decided to stuff it in the couch cushion, thinking that if it was not in existence, then, you know, and then I'm going to come back later and I'm going to officially destroy it, but I don't have time right now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But see, that's the, the, the thing is, if, if a will uh, it, you know, if you find the original will and it was, you know, it was in her possession or at least available to her when she died, it was in her couch cushion that was available to her when she died. It's a valid will. I mean, I had a case, not, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but I literally had a case. We had a will. We were doing a petition to petition a will. And this was a long, long time ago. And we're, you know, we, we petitioned, we're moving forward with it. And all of a sudden, in probate court, somebody came in and said, I contest. Okay, what did you contest? 
we have a will. We found a will. So they proffered a will, and they filed their own petition. The will that I had was written up by an attorney. It was signed and witnessed appropriately, self-proving document. The contesting will was a brown paper bag where the guy simply wrote on a brown paper bag with a Sharpie, I give everything I own to my housekeeper, who's the sweetest girl I've ever known, and he signed it. That one. That one? It was a will. Yes, because it was, they established it was his handwriting. He did it himself. It wasn't done by the maid. She had nothing to do with the house. The housekeeper had nothing to do with it. She didn't even know what was going on. But what mattered is that the will was done in his hand, holographic, all by him, signed by him, and found. So it trumped the, you know, the, the super formal one. But that's, that's what happened because people can change their mind. And they, they couldn't prove he was incompetent. You know, they, he was competent all the way until, you know, when he died, so that the, the bag, the brown paper bag, was just done sometime before he died, and it was legible, and the court wanted that instead of the old, you know, the, the more formal one. And people will do that. People will do documentation, you know, with their kids there. I mean, sometimes people will come in, they bring in their children because they really want their kids involved, and they're all excited. This is what mom wants to do, blah 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 blah. And then the kids leave. You talk to the mom independently and say, all right, let's talk about your estate plan. What would you like to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely not giving it to that one, the, my one daughter. I know my children want that to happen, but I'm not going to give it to that one daughter because she's not going to use it properly. I want it to go in equal shares to my children. But the children were saying, no, 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 it's going to go to this sister here. She needs the money, blah, blah, blah. Mom, that's what mom wants to do right in front of mom. And she's like going, Yep. Okay. All right. That's what I want to do. Excuse the children. Talk to the mom. And she goes, no, I want to go to my kids in equal shares. Okay, mom, may I talk to your children about it since you brought them in with you? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It's attorney-client privilege. That was it. Mm-hmm. So that's how we prepared the document, what mom wanted. And the kids were not happy. You know, they, they made a stink. You know, what mom, what are you doing? What are you doing? She goes, I'm doing what I want. And they were not happy about it at all. But it's mom's money. It's not the kid's money. So the thing that is kind of funny for me on the Aretha Franklin one is that why was it just a will? She was, a, you know, she was a, she did really yeah. well. She had kids and grandkids, and it was just a will. Why wasn't there a trust or something more formal? And I think, and we've talked about this before, I think, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how famous you are, how much money you make, how popular you are, how, you know, it, it just doesn't matter paperwork is paperwork and you've got to do the things you need to do along the way. And I, unfortunately people don't have good, in my opinion, really fancy people don't have good handlers. Right. Meaning they don't have a, a, you know, they don't have an honest attorney that's willing to, to work things out or whatever. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just like they need a good accountant. They need a good bookkeeper. They need a good attorney. That's not going to prey on them and say, "Oh wow, it's Aretha Franklin. My rate just went to eight fifty an hour. I used mm-hmm. to charge four hundred, but I just doubled yeah. my rate because it happens all the time and it makes me ill." 
Well, yeah, because you know what? People think of celebrities, you know, just because somebody's the queen of soul doesn't mean she's got, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, she's still just another human being and she get, you, they get up there in age and they're vulnerable to being taken advantage of by so-called financial managers and this person and, and that person. And, and, and that's the same. We're all vulnerable, you know, it, it, to, it, in one way or another, depending on, you know, what we do for a living. Cause you know, a doctor can be vulnerable because a doctor isn't an estate planning attorney either. So if you're not an estate right. planning attorney, it doesn't matter what you do for a living and how talented you are. You need to get your affairs in order and you need to do that with a qualified estate planning attorney like Gary Quackenbush. So how can they get a hold of you, my friend? Thank you. The easiest way is literally go to my website. It's GQLaw.com. GQ gqlaw.com you cut out for a second my friend and we're about to get cut off by the commercial break thank you for being here all right take Thanks, it, Andrea. Take it easy bye now we're gonna take a break we come back we got more fun and hijinks on tonight's andrea k show 888-344-1170 program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, The other day, everybody's been talking about uh, Jason Aldean and his 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 song the story of a song um and that is actually just such an amazing phenomenon um to catch you up you guys remember that the song actually came out in may uh and nobody was really talking about it cmt played the video and obviously cmt had seen the video before they decided to play it then they pulled the video and which was a mistake on their part because the song shot to number one on itunes the next day i saw a stat today that the song now matches um carrie underwood's song what's it called uh, before he cheats i what was it i Slashed a hole in all four tires. Maybe next time we'll think before he cheats. Well, now Jason Aldean's song has matched that song for being the number four song. I don't know how to say the stat. Her song was number four in the nation in the record of how many weeks it was in the top charts or whatever. It was like 84 weeks or something. Now that song has matched it, whatever the record was. Um, so everybody's been talking about that in part, the reason why this song, you know, shot to the number one was because the messaging is so clear and it really isn't about, uh, and not, it's not it, nothing racist. It's just about, you want to cut shot, you know, punch an old lady in the face. Don't bring that here. You want to spit in a cop's face. Don't bring that to our little small town. Right. So everybody's been talking about that. What very few people have talked about is the fact that evidently there was a very successful country star name of Tori Kelly, who at an award show the other night, 30 years old, beautiful young gal. Um, I'm not familiar with her work, but evidently 30 years old, she collapsed. I think after the award show, maybe when she was eating with friends or something, got rushed to Cedar Sinai. And I haven't heard an update in the past couple days, but loaded up with blood clots around her seriously involving 
um, some internal organs. So she is in a really difficult situation. Then we find out, then the U.S. military reported a what over 150% spike in myocarditis uh, after the shot mandate. And then today we hear that LeBron James' son, Bronny, suffered a cardiac arrest during a workout at USC. He was in intensive care. He is now out of intensive care in stable condition. The family's asked for privacy. No further details. But, of course, I look up on the monitors in here, and I see a report of, uh, quote, heart screenings to protect young lives. Skins, when uh, when you and I were were younger in our early 20s, I don't remember ever hearing anybody I knew, anybody in sports, anybody in the military, all needing to have their hearts screened. Nope. We weren't doing this. We weren't screening. And let me tell you, the joke in my family is it didn't matter what you were going into the military hospital for. <laughs> <laughs> like the time I scraped all my toenails off riding a bike with no shoes, you were going to get a throat culture, right? They, if you were past puberty, you were going to get a pelvic exam. It's like that was military medicine. They were going to check you for everything. If there was a problem with young hearts in their lives, historically in this country, I, my brother, my sister, and every other military kid would have been getting heart exams all the time to check our hearts. It just has, that has not been, uh, you know, a situation in this country. Have young people had heart problems in this country? Of course, but it has not been mainstream. And now they're trying to normalize in mainstream what is obviously a, re- a result of the shots. And then the left wants to tell you, well, no, it was from getting COVID. Well, how, that doesn't make sense to me. If you look at the data, children should children had almost zero issue with COVID. I mean, almost zero. It wasn't until we were injecting children with these shots that they started having problems. That's just the facts. I don't know what's going on with uh, Bronnie and whether or not Bronnie, but we know that all of a sudden we're seeing, and I think when it comes to young athletes, we have seen, um, I think uh, 500 or something young athletes have died. The numbers have spiked. They have absolutely spiked. It's, un- it's there's no doubt in that. So Elon Musk is being uh, called a conspiracy theorist today because his response skins was a tweet that said something to the effect of, I paraphrase, um, oh gosh, he said something that we, while we can't blame everything on the shots, everything can't be about the shots, it also can't be that nothing is about the shots. What we need to know is whether or not these heart problems are normal or rare. I think is what he said. I don't think that's the choice. We we know that they're not normal. We know that this is not commonplace. What we what we need to know is um, how do I say this? Um, I don't know that we can know because uh, I don't know how many people have gotten multiple shots. I think I think it's easily. I think we can easily find out. That if if you take how many kids never got the shot because there was a lot of parents didn't didn't get didn't didn't go along with it, but I don't know how many of those were high school age, um, college age, or you know because a lot of this involves athletes. Do you think that there is a way to try to? I mean, I think I think the numbers speak for themselves in terms of the increase. 
but how do we prove that it's the shots versus and how do you know how many shots it was there's got to be a way to get the data don't you think yeah i mean i'm I'm no scientist but i mean those those vaccines are pretty particular and so so is the covid infection in and of itself so you would think that there would be something yeah and there's nobody and none of the candidates are mentioning this and I think that's a mistake for Trump. I think Trump needs to I think Trump needs to recognize and this is one of the reasons why I think he should debate. He just needs to be really disciplined with a plan to ignore um like I like I talked about last hour. Uh Romney is coming out and saying, by the way, speaking of debates, that people need to drop out because if they don't if if you've got all these basically, you know, fifteen or ten or however many people in the race, it's splitting the vote. And he's basically wanting people to coalesce, I think, around uh, DeSantis. Um, But I think that Trump needs to, and I said this before, before any of these other people enter the race, when Trump did, I said, Trump's going to need to, I I want more, I want him to be primaried because I want him to have to, I have some concerns and some questions about some decisions that he made. How could I not? He's a human being. And he faced a persecution, and and uh, and not even if he wasn't persecuted, we know that the forces of the Uniparty did everything they could to try to stop him, you know, from implementing the agenda. And I think he needs to answer for that. I think he needs to explain, just like he did in 2016 when people weren't sure of his conservative creds. They asked him, particularly like with the SCOTUS nominees, they doubted him, and he said, "Okay, you doubt me? Here's my here's my names." Uh, people and he nominated people from that list and for the first time in this country we overturned Roe v. Wade um, I think he needs to answer some questions about these shots and one of the things he needs to commit to is he needs to implement a national moratorium on the shots and launch investigations particularly into the sudden adult death syndromes and the myocarditis and all the blood clots accordingly that's what I think he needs to do all Right? we're going to take a break we come back are y'all mad yet? Where do y'all get a load of the story I have to do with the U.S. military when we come back? You're going to get fired up, my peoples. So stay with me. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Evidently, there was some breaking news this evening as I was going live. On the eve of Hunter Biden's appearance tomorrow for the plea deal, um... The uh, judge uh, has given them until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Hunter Biden's attorneys, till 9 a.m. tomorrow morning to explain why they should not be sanctioned. Um, I'm just now, they've been accused of misleading the clerk to block release of damning evidence. Um, I'm, I'm just reading this as, as I'm seeing this now. Um, I'm not sure what uh, evidence. Let me see what this is on uh, New York Post. Um. First son, Hunter Biden's legal team appeared to pull a dirty trick Tuesday to block the release of damning evidence ahead of his expected guilty plea to federal charges of tax evasion and weapons crime. Uh, The drama began in the morning when it filed an amicus brief. So the House Ways and Means filed an amicus brief this morning to Delaware U.S. District Judge Nareka, arguing that the 53-year-old benefited from, quote, political interference, which calls into question the propriety of the investigation and um, the filing included testimony by two IRS whistleblowers who trans- – so finally, so what, what's happened here is I wonder when they were going to – when the U.S. government was going to do this or House Ways and Means was somebody to try to block the, this plea deal from going through. 
because, you know, clearly, why would a judge, we've been saying this ever since we heard the details of this plea deal, we're like, why would a judge accept this? Once these whistleblowers came over and talked about the politicization or whatever the word is, it should be clear that this deal should not go through. One of the things that Ziegler talked about in the Jake Tapper interview is that not only were they not allowed to interview witnesses, they weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. Hunter Biden's team was tipped off about search warrants, etc. One of the things he specifically mentioned is when you have somebody who's faced felonies and misdemeanors if you're going to reach a plea deal the felonies are never dropped off you might drop off some of the misdemeanors so that you don't pile on but you never drop the felony and that's what was dropped here in addition they i believe it's still up on uh, the doj's website or the fbi's website that this that this weapons charge thing to accept some kind of um like rehab or whatever it is that 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 rehab thing is never offered to weapons charges. So anyway, let me get back to the story. Um, so uh, approximately 1.30 p.m., we received word that our filing was removed from the docket. We promptly, um, Katilla said, this is who filed uh, the um, motion. We promptly contacted the clerk's office and we were advised that someone contacted the court representing that they worked with my office and that they were asking the court to remove this from the docket. We immediately advised this was inaccurate. The clerk's office responded, we would need to refile. We have done so now. So basically it sounds like somebody from Hunter's team contacted the court pretending they were from the House Ways and Means Committee and said, we want to withdraw our filing. Um, So that's when the judge um has given them until nine o'clock tomorrow morning to explain because I don't I don't have time to read the entire thing for you guys. So this should be very, very interesting. I'll read more during the break. Um plus my phone is is about to run out on me and uh, okay. So that's interesting. I mean um think about that for a second. Look at what look at the extent in which they are so arrogant and so entitled and so corrupt that they would literally call the court, according to this person from the House Ways and Means Committee, and, and say and, and uh, impersonate somebody in order to get that filing taken down? Wow. Wow. Um, I got to process that for a moment. Um, Here's a story that I was going to talk about before I saw that breaking news. Um, We reported last week, as many people did. Well, I don't know how many people did. We reported last week all the different benefits that transgenders are going to get in the military, including uh, that they won't have to go on any, uh, I can't remember the word for it now, when they, deployments, they've got up to 300 days where they don't have to go on deployments or throw on hormone therapy. They get everything from... Uh, laser hair removal to voice training to this to that you know um, they don't have to follow the grooming I mean the extent of the medical treatments the extent of the the all the different types of taxpayers expense benefits that they get was absolutely astounding particularly the fact that all these surgeries are all going to be paid for by taxpayers and then we find out that a family was forced to pay to ship a body back of a Marine that was killed 
after a Pentagon policy change. The family had to pay to have a dead military, their loved one, shipped back to the U.S. We can pay to chop off somebody's body parts. And we can't bring back somebody who lost their life in service to this country. Are you kidding me? Nonprofit stepped in to pay the $60,000 to move Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole Gee's remains to Arlington National Cemetery. This just, I can't imagine being the family member of this hero who died in service to her country, and then you're being told by the U.S. government, nope, you got to pay out of pocket the 60 grand for your loved one to be brought back in a body bag in a casket. Corey Mills from Florida Representative, who's an Army veteran, to, uh, had, uh, told Fox News Digital during a meeting with the families of the fallen 13. And, get, and, this was one, and this was one of the 13 that died in the Afghanistan withdrawal. We left $80 billion in equipment over there, and yet her family was told they got to pay the 60 grand to bring her back. Are you kidding me? I don't even know what to say. According to Mill's office, the option for the Defense Department to decline to pay for transport of the body was made possible by an amendment to last year's National Defense Authorization Act, which states that the Secretary of Defense may provide a fallen service member's next of kin, quote, a commercial air travel use waiver for the transportation of deceased remains of a military member who dies inside a theater of combat operations. So Guy's remains were initially flown to uh, Roseville for ceremony, but the responsibility of transporting Guy to her final resting place to Arlington would fall on the family. Honoring our fallen, a nonprofit dedicated to assisting assisting the families of fallen American service members stepped in to help the family move Guy via private jet to Virginia. So I guess because it wasn't combat operations, it was, I mean, I... I This is just, I, 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 I mean, skins. I don't even know what to think here. Look at what we're paying to bring these illegal aliens. We opened up the front door to the United States of America and said, come in here. We're going to give you cell phones, housing, college education, clothing. We're going to put you up in four-star hotels in New York City. But a military hero who died due to the corruption, the incompetence of the commander-in-chief, the family gets hit with the bill. I was asked today in an interview I did on One America, did, you know, did, have we reached rock bottom or could things get any worse? And then I see that the United States of America won't pay to transport a dead service person wherever they want to go. 
<sighs> I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go all the way over to Dubai. Why are we going to go to Dubai? Because, oh, the left and so many of these liberals and these entertainment people and celebrities love them. Some United Arab immigrants and some Dubai. Well, wait a second. We got a story for you when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. I cannot wait for August 10th to get here. I'm getting so excited. That's our Saving America town hall that we're having with me, Mike Gallagher, Officer Brandon Tatum. It is shaping up to be such an amazing, super fun, super energizing, super inspiring evening. I thank you all to those who've been buying tickets. I've got so many great uh, Patriot friends and people I consider family that are going to be there. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, Get them before they run out because it is going to be amazing, super fun, heavy hors d'oeuvres, cocktails. You get to have fun while we strategize together, talk politics, share ideas, and just really enjoy a great time together. Uh, the VIP tickets uh, are, are going fast. Fa- going fast, there's fewer of them than the rest of the event. So the, t- the VIP part starts at 5, goes from 5 to 6.30. Then the town hall begins from 6.30 to 9. Go to the answersandiego.com. Get your tickets. The event is at the Encore Event Center, which is formerly the former CW Channel 6. So it's just super cool venue. Great, great uh, time, chance to get together. It's not like other political events or where you go and you just sit in an audience and you listen to speakers talk and yammer. You actually get to interact and hang out with Mike Gallagher and Officer Brandon Tatum. You get to ask questions and strategize and actually have a say-so and a voice in terms of messaging and and how we need to work together with uh, some phenomenal radio people. So go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com to get your tickets. Okay, speaking of tickets, lots of people love in Dubai. There's even... Um, the Real Housewives of Dubai came out. I actually watched that season because, you know, everybody is so obsessed with Dubai going over there and uh, United Arab Emirates. And I've heard that it's so amazing over there. So I was kind of curious about life in Dubai. And I was really struck by something that is so typical of these far lefties. I cannot stand this guy, Andy Cohen from Bravo. Uh, you know, they they have gotten rid of some some people from some of the housewife franchises because they dared uh, to share something even remotely conservative or even not even conservative, just like, you know, you can't even question anything. They got rid of Kelly Dodd, who married Rick Leventhal from Fox News because she questioned the masks, right? So, um, I, but out of curiosity, I wanted to see what life was like over in Dubai. And, you know, they've got one of the main characters, this gal, is engaged and she can't have fertility treatments over there or be busted or found out that she's living with her boyfriend because that's against the law over there in Dubai. You can't buy alcohol in a store. They ration to you how much alcohol you get only when you go to restaurants. It's absolutely totalitarian pick your you know authoritarian i mean it's it's fascistic whatever whatever your ism you want to pick but the left just can't get enough of this place. There's no end to the slurs that they want to they want to sling towards Christians and conservatives in this country, but they just love them to Dubai. Well, there's a story out right now that nobody's talking about. I hadn't heard the Haints on the View talk about sassy trucker. Why? 
Because the left never wants to criticize anything related to Islam. Now they want to criticize Christians and conservatives. They want to be continuing to falsely accuse Ron DeSantis of being a racist because of an, an education curriculum that was created by a black education civil rights uh, you know, guy. But here is a black gal named Sassy Trucker. She's from Houston. She's one of the few um, female trucking, quote, influencers who happens to be African-American, by the way. Well, she's currently not allowed to leave Dubai um, while the local authorities debate possible charges against her because um, and she's looking at, at possible prison time because evidently she raised her voice at an Uber driver or I don't know if it's Uber or some other you know driving app over there. Uh, she was a passenger in a rental car that was involved in an accident. And when she tried to get her ID, her credit card, and other items that were in the car, they told her no. She could only receive those items if she paid an undisclosed amount of money. So they tried to, they tried to, you know, you know, uh, blackmail or ex- extort some money out of her. So um, she, the driver, I guess, was screaming at her, and she screamed back. And for that. She is not allowed to leave the country, and they're looking at possible charges against her. And Skins, have you heard of anybody talking about this story? No, this is the first I've heard of it. Where's the Black Lives Matter movement? Where are the Democrats? Why isn't Anna Navarro from The View? Why isn't Sunny Hostin from The View screaming about this woman who's being detained in Dubai and not allowed to leave because she raised her voice at a driver who wouldn't give her her personal items back unless she gave him the money that he was demanding? Because it doesn't fit the anti-American narrative that America is the evil Satan and the worst and the worst Amer- political system in the world. Right. Shame on them. I also haven't heard them mention much about uh, the Alabama woman who finally had to admit that it was a hoax. Remember I had said, Skins, that I, I hadn't really been following the story of this Alabama gal. Um, she supposedly went missing. I had heard that there was a search about the movie taken before she left, but I hadn't really been following the story. And then we had a caller. It was Dr. Tony who called in and said the Candace Owens had been all over it, that she suspected it was a hoax. So the woman had called in 911, claimed that she was behind a toddler on the freeway. Then evidently, then there was claims that she had gone missing. And basically, long story short, she staged it to make it look like after she had called in and reported this toddler missing, she had been kidnapped. And um, after she came back, the story never added up. She admitted through her attorneys, she did not speak with authorities. She admitted through her attorneys yesterday that it was a hoax. She has apologized. She asked for forgiveness and said she wanted to move on. Well, (laughs) not so fast, okay? That's a crime. It's a crime to file a false police report, which she did. And um, you don't get to just move on from that. When you commit a crime, at least you shouldn't. Now she's African American. We're not hearing. Can you? We're not hearing any any of the alleged ladies of the View criticizing this woman for wasting. She she pulled a hoax, just like Jesse Smollett did. The only difference, really, in in a sense, is that you know she she didn't blame it on uh, she didn't blame it on anybody wearing a MAGA hat. I watched a law tuber today, Emily D. Baker 
who uh, I didn't watch all of it, but she started saying, she started posing the question, well, some of the people are upset because of the amount of money that was spent by taxpayers in launching an investigation. Um, now that she's been found, should they, should they use more taxpayer money to prosecute her since she's not missing? And the answer is yes. The investigation that they conducted was an investigation actually of a crime. That's what it was. They investigated a crime that took place and they solved the crime. The crime was the hoax. That is a crime. We need to start prosecuting these hoaxers because we have had hoax after hoax after hoax. She has yet to play the race card. I expect that to be coming. It doesn't matter what the motivation is, whether it's to try to amp up somebody's acting career, whether it's try to do political damage to Trump and his people. It doesn't matter whether whatever the attention reason is, whatever what we cannot allow this to continue. A crime took place and she needs to be prosecuted because then that will send a message to other people. Don't be faking kidnappings. Don't be blame. Don't be faking that somebody, you know, in a MAGA hat did this. Remember back around the time Trump was elected, we had all these hate crime hoaxes and they were all a bunch of crap. People need to be prosecuted and we'll put an end to that. Um, all right. Uh, tomorrow is hump day. We've got uh, the Biden administration's continuing to go around and claim how great Bidenomics is. Um Trump, I guess Biden just decided to add in on top of his bragging about Bidenomics. Might as well add in that he ended cancer and he solved cancer skins. I mean, why not? If you're going to claim that Bidenomics is working, you might as well claim that you've cured cancer. I mean, both uh, both claims are equally outrageous and insane. But we're going to talk about that tomorrow night with Financial Thought Doctor. Our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. Email me at andrewkshow.com. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.